This is Looking for Christ, a podcast that seeks to deepen faith as we look for Christ in all of Scripture. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend, Oren. And today, hey, hey. we're going to be in Numbers. Yeah, hey man. Today, we're going to be in Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. But before we jump into the text, it might be good for us to give a little update on uh, yeah, where man. we are. It's been a while. It so has. what you been up to? I texted Zach a couple weeks ago, said, hey, let's get the podcast back up. He said, man, I thought this was thing was done. I'm like, no, man, it's not done. We just took a little break. So I was in the middle of transitioning to a new uh, role as senior pastor of a new church. And so I took some time off to kind of get my schedule kind of uh, straightened out. But uh, I think we got a good rhythm now going. And so I want to get this podcast up and running. Um, things are going well at the church at Greenville Springs Baptist. We're doing great. Uh, family's enjoying it. The church is, is experiencing a little season of growth. It's been, it's, it's been really good. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, to man. hear that. And uh, we've been going to Plains Presbyterian in Zachary. We met with the elders mm-hmm. last week, and we they uh, we're members of that church now. And then I think this week we're actually going before the church, and um, they'll introduce us as members as members of the of their congregation. And it's a Presbyterian church, That's awesome. so I'm now a Presbyterian. Um, oh man, unveiled! <laughs> <laughs> you come out the closet, Zach. Good yeah. job, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool. So uh, yeah, man. Just full disclosure, like Faith is not, you know, she's still not convinced of pedo baptism, um, mm-hmm. and that's probably the only uh, point of disagreement at this point for her, yeah. which is, you know, pretty significant one. But um, the pastor at Plains, he said something that really just stuck with me is that uh, in the PCA they don't make membership requirements more stringent than the kingdom requirements, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And That's so great. baptism really is one great. of those things. Yeah, baptism is one of those things that we can have disagreements on and yet still be brothers and sisters in the in the faith. Yep. I agree. All right, so let's jump into the text. We're going to be in Numbers chapter 6. Yeah, man. Verses 22 through 27. Mm-hmm. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, "Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, so that they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Hmm. Yeah, so um, if you have a Bible that has subtitles or headings, subheadings, um, it may say something like Aaron's benediction or Aaron's blessing. Um, so this was a blessing that that ultimately God is pronouncing upon his people that was going to come through the priest, the high priest Aaron and his sons. And the word sons indicates future generations would be receiving this blessing as well. Um, the sons doesn't mean just his sons at that time, but all the sons that would follow in his line as priests of Israel. They would pronounce this blessing from God over the people as a promise that God would give them divine favor, which is what the word bless means. To bless means to show favor to. And in the, in the case or in the context of God and his people, it's God showing his divine favor to those who trust in him and who know him, whom he has made covenant with. 
And so since God has made, at this point in Israel's history, has made covenant um, with Israel and the people of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, now God is telling you, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make my face shine upon you and be gracious to you. I'm going to lift my countenance upon you and give you peace. If you set my name, if you put or invoke my name um, on this generation and future generations of Israel, I will be a blessing to all of you. And so when you think about blessing someone, we always think of actions like bringing food to them or changing a flat tire or giving them a gift of some sort. And that is what a blessing is. It's showing favor to a person. But if you notice in this text, God's blessing There's nothing in here about his provision for sustenance or for protection. It's all about his presence. I will bless you and I will keep you. I will hold you together. I will make my face shine upon you and be gracious to you and lift up my countenance on you and give you peace. And those those three verses there, 24, 25, 26, are fantastic. That's a pretty wild thing for the Old Testament to say, that the Lord make his face shine upon you. Yeah. Uh, because time yeah. and time again, we're told in the Old Testament that to come before the face of God was almost certain death. Yep. There was a few individuals that mm-hmm. were able yeah. to do that. but And so here you have this really mysterious blessing that um, we see uh, a threefold uh, calling upon the Lord, or, or the Lord doing yeah. something, Yahweh, the covenant name of God, three times, right? That's kind of substantial for us Christians mm-hmm. uh, who believe in yep. the Trinity, the yes. triunity of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. there's this mysterious, well, well, now his face can shine upon us, and that's a good thing. It, we don't have to be mm-hmm. fearful of it. We don't have to be yeah. afraid of it. And this is exactly mm-hmm. what we have yep. in Christ, that the Lord's face does exactly. shine upon us, and it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a yes. good thing to be in the presence of the Lord. Yeah, you have this um, this this fearful image of God turning His face away, right? So Israel, um, when whenever even the Psalms, when David cries out to God, "Why have you forsaken me?" There's this there's this kind of um, undertone in the language of God turning away from our face face away. But here, the promise is that God's face will be toward you. So his attention, his affections, his um, his working in the among the people is directed direct at, at them, and it's, he's not looking away from them at something or someone else. So um, for the Lord's face to shine upon you is a gracious act of God to look upon His people. That's the blessing is that God's looking at you. He's not looking at everyone else. He's looking at you, mm. and that's something special there. And then. Something I learned when I taught this last night, um, the word countenance in verse 26, uh, what does your translation have? Does it have countenance? It's, yeah, countenance. Yeah. So countenance is actually, it means ear to ear and forehead to chin. So it's your face again. Yeah. But this, the sense that I get from this is not only is God's face turned toward you, but it's almost as if he's leaning in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right, like, like he's not just looking, but he's leaning in, kind of like a father with a, a a tearful child who's heartbroken over something. Instead of just standing there with his arms crossed, looking at them, going, "What have you done?" He leans in and says, "What do you need? How can I help you? What are, mm-hmm. what are you, what's 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 hurt you?" And so I get this idea of countenance being God's attention and God's affection. So he's not just looking, but he's leaning in to hear you. Yeah, and so engaged. there's this. There, Exactly. There's this relationship yeah. that God has with his people. And so True some connection. may argue that, 
Exactly. Some may try to argue that it doesn't appear that God had the same kind of relationship with Israel that we have with Jesus. But it's not because God didn't try, right? Like, like you read this language and you see how he wanted his people to know him because he had so much to give to them. And over and over again, they, they, they pushed him away and rejected him for their own vices. And so this blessing is a promise. He says, when you invoke my name, when you put my name on the sons of Israel, I will bless you. Yeah. And so that mean, to fix the name means to have it in front of you always. Um, I equated this with the, the pillar of fire and, and cloud. So the people always knew God was with them when they looked at the tabernacle and saw the pillar above the Holy of Holies. Um, it was fixed in front of them when they traveled. And I think this is the, the image here is God's name is fixed before us always. And so not only is it guiding us, but it's shining on us so that we can see the way we're supposed to go. Yeah, and there's a certainty there, too. It's not, yeah. God might bless you, it's, I will uh, bless them. Yeah. And what's yeah. amazing yeah. about this is those words are coming from a person, like a, yes. like a person in the flesh. And yeah. um, God instructs the preacher to give the blessing to the people. And so it's yeah. this, like, really objective quotes almost as if it's God himself speaking through the preacher. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um and we have that today. Like we we yeah. have God's word to us through the preacher today. Mm-hmm. That when yeah. that when faithful pastors um give us God's word, it's as if God himself is speaking. Mm-hmm. And we will yeah. certainly experience God's blessing through the preaching of that word. That's exactly right. And here's the here's the beautiful part about this for us as New Testament Christians. Aaron is speaking to the people and he's telling them the Lord bless you and keep you. So all of these promises are really more about the giver than the gift. Right? The the gift is wonderful, but it's more about the giver. And then you fast forward to the New Testament. Jesus is saying to us, I will bless you and keep you. I will make my face shine upon you. I will be gracious to you. And so Aaron couldn't say that because he wasn't the one giving the gift. God was. But Jesus is the gift itself. And so he can say to us, I bless you. I keep you. I turn my face and listen to you. And so that's where Christ fulfills this blessing. We look to Jesus, we see his grace poured out at the cross, we see his power at the resurrection, and he is paying attention. So when we read the verses that say that Christ is interceding for us before the throne this very moment, he is lifting his countenance to us, he's leaning in to hear what we have to say. And that's where that relationship is real, is that Christ knows us, he's looking at us, and when God sees us, he doesn't see dirty, filthy rebel rebel sinners he sees washing the blood children right yeah and uh that's what makes this blessing real to us that christ has fulfilled it now yeah and that that what you just said is one thing that like it really hit me when i started reading my bible um through that you get you get you can get bogged down in the old testament because it's so large but time and time again what do the prophets say thus says the lord thus says the lord Mm -hmm. thus says the lord and you, you get that time and time again for so long in the Old Testament. Then you come to the New Testament, and what does Jesus say? I tell you. You've heard it I said. I tell you, yep. I tell you. Um, yeah. And one of the last things Jesus does is, check this out, in Luke 24, verse 50, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass, while he blessed them, that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Yep. And so yep. Jesus cannot help but bless his people. Yep. Um, and what's interesting is like w- when Jesus left... We get this third part, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. This is exactly what mm-hmm. Jesus tells his disciples, that I have to go because uh, so that the Spirit can come. Yeah. And that Spirit is the one that gives us peace. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Jesus gives his people, he blesses his people, leaves, and we get the Holy Spirit, uh, exactly. which gives us yep. peace. Yep. And so that, that the parallel passage to what you just read is Matthew 28, the Great Commission, where the very last thing he says is, and I will be with you. Yeah. Right? And so you go, you go back to number six, how does the Lord keep us unless he's with us? How does the Lord make his face to shine, us, shine on us unless he's close? How does he lift his face, his countenance to us unless he's near? Right? So Jesus promises us all these blessings are ours in him if we simply fix his name before us. He is the name above all names. We fix that name as our as our supreme joy, our supreme mission in life, and then all the blessings flow from that. It's a promise that cannot be taken away because it's rooted in the one who is the is the living Lord. Yeah, and that's what's so cool about the book of Matthew too is cuz it's sandwiched mm-hmm. with that promise. Matthew 1 yep. has behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And at the yep, end, yep. the Lord says, and I will be with I will you be to with the you. ends of the earth always. That's so good, man. That is yeah. so good. I love and, it. I love it so much. Yeah. And so this is the promise that we have all throughout Scripture, but especially in this text, mm-hmm. is yeah. that the Lord's divine blessing, His mercy, His grace is upon us in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, and we are forgiven, and His face shines upon us, and we have His peace. Yeah. And so really, if we try to pray this prayer ourselves, it could be more of a prayer of praise by thanking God for blessing me in Christ and keeping me in Christ and making his face to shine upon me because of Jesus and be gracious to me. Like So we can, we can praise God for this blessing, which is ours now. We're not earning it. We have it already in Jesus Christ. So looking, looking to Christ, um, as we've often talked about, the author and perfecter of our faith, running that race set before him, right? Um, he saw the glory that was before him. He ran the race in faithfulness, and now we follow him in that. How do we do that? How can we do that? We do that by turning our eyes to Jesus. He blesses us and keeps us always forever for his glory. Amen. And that's a good place to end. Amen. So, Lord, Praise help God. us to turn our eyes to Jesus. 